0: hey guys Jason Moreno here uh we got i i'm figuring it out we got rancis over here baby boy mr roboto um our other half is missing in action but that's okay he'll be here eventually uh we're all adults and have a lot of things going on in life and we just gotta make it work the way it is um today's episode is about our week and and how we're dealing with the stresses of it and um the tools that we use to, to help navigate it. Uh, don't forget to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts, soon to be YouTube Music. Um, also, don't forget to watch us on YouTube and any other place that you could find podcasts, including Vitaproject.com. dot um, Yeah, enjoy.
1: So. What I was gonna say to you before, when I asked you like, how's your your week been going, is because for me, um, there's like uh, a lot of things have have come up. Okay. That I'm like, okay, we can have topics on this, topics on this. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so for me, this past week, I was traveling. I was in. Uh, I was supposed to be in in the center in Mount Laurel, right, which is like an hour and a half away. Okay, So I was supposed to be in that center all week long. Um, and it's a center that, that gets a lot of volume.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was, I was uh, stepping in there as a PEC, which is like a sales person. So I'm just sitting with consults back to back to back to back. Um, and it's the busiest center, so I'm getting a bunch of consults there. And I was there Monday. I slept there from Monday to Tuesday, but it was like a shitty hotel room. And I was, like, disgusted. I put a towel in the center of the thing, of the bed, and, like, slept in fetal position, which yeah, I didn't really sleep that I just I just felt gross in it, like. <laughs> um, yeah, <it's> <laughs> so I didn't sleep at all from Monday to Tuesday, All right, Yeah. And then, so I was like, all right, when I'm done on Tuesday, I'm going to head home, drive back to an uh, hour and a half, and I'll come back in the morning. Fuck that. So when I'm, I do that, had a long ass day i do that i'm driving home by the time i get home paula's on the phone that they've been calling her like uh different uh our rdms from the the region that i'm supporting in right now basically begging that i come and help another center that's in need in pennsylvania it's called harrisburg pennsylvania okay it's like so that one's like three hours away yeah So Paula's like, all right, (laughs) Um, he's down. I get home. She's like, you down? I'm like, sure, whatever. (laughs) So basically I got home late that night and slept a few hours to get back up, get on a train to go over to this other place. This other place, the whole thing that happened was that the, the person that was there that I'm stepping in for, his wife just went into labor. So he had to like leave. So it was like emergency. They don't, they need the hand. So I was like, I'm down for it. So I get there like around noon. I'm exhausted. <laughs> um, and I walk in and and the first person in the front desk goes, you're late. It's like, what the f- excuse me. <laughs> and then later on, I'm like, I, I still don't have a finger on it. I was like, was she making a joke? Like, cause her humor seemed really rough. Like later uh-huh. on, as I saw her joking, I was like, was that like a joke? Cause it didn't land that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was fucking pissed. So there. So I had. I was there again. Another center getting slammed. I was back to back like tons of tons of consults. Long ass day. Don't get. Don't leave the center till like seven. And then you know I got back home on Friday afternoon. So I was just like decompressing but like through all of that i had thought about like okay like this the whole concept of of um like being willing to help is is a con is a topic then That's, um, yes then um with that is like on the flip side of it people that are seeking help right mm-hmm. like so because i had kind of that experience as a console as a salesperson i'm trying to understand someone's story their their challenges and everything to be able to offer them a solution that aligns with them um so there's that side and then Paul and I are buying a house we're we're already uh on contract and we you know getting estimates from from contractors and everything so it's like the level of stress of of that like we spent the whole day designing what the house what we're going to do with the house uh, so it's like, I, later on, I was like, Amon asked me, he, he came by last night and was like, uh, he sent me a message today. He was like, you okay? You seem uh, more stressed than usual. I was like, you think so? He's like, yeah, you were kind of snappy with the kids and all this stuff. And then I reflected and I was like, well, let's see. I've had a migraine since May. I haven't, uh, I'm starting a new job, purchasing a new house, trying to figure out like, building out that new house basically um my kids like making sure that they're getting the the help and support that that is is very important for me from a core value standpoint like i guess yeah i can, I can you can say i'm under some <laughs> stress plus yeah. the business has a lot of like basically it's a new business starting up so i was like yeah yeah, yeah i, I can see how that <laughs> <clears throat> so then that was another topic of like hmm just like and stress and, and stress,
0: yeah. No, I I think I think yeah. Let's talk about stress. Let's <laughs> I think I, I think um the the whole aspect of uh when it comes to having to be in eighteen million places at once <clears throat> and be mm-hmm. present and and still have time for your mental health kind of thing, it's a wild thing because it it technically just takes a backseat. Yeah. And, and you don't realize it at first, and it's just like, oh, I'm just going to push through this because that's just what we do. We You're just going to make it work because that's the only thing you can do. And then you're like, holy crap, you start seeing it, you know, you start seeing, you know, you're snapping at people and stuff like that. Um, I Yesterday, my mom was like, you're grumpy today. And I was like, oh, am I? Am I grumpy? <laughs> Lady who I catered to the past fucking three weeks? Am I grumpy because you won't stop asking 18 million fucking questions at once? Because your your questions are eight different questions for eight different things in one sentence. Oh got it. So no. I I am with you. I think that is um a great thing. I think it's also um when we're stressed, it's like uh you know we tend to take it on the people that are closest to us mhm kind of thing, and sometimes you don't even realize it like for example, like when a mom pointed out yesterday that you know he was like, "Oh, I just know like you were a little bit you know like more snappy with the kids and stuff like that mm-hmm. and stuff and um it's hard it's hard to figure that out you know yeah. of like to to notice it to be aware. Of it, cause your your is just like, dude, just I just need somebody to just leave me the fuck alone for like twenty minutes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a uh, it's super. I'm learning how to deal with it now, mm-hmm. um, especially being married and stuff like that, where it's like you know, um, I never want to take anything out on Ash, you know, but it's hard because it's like who else is in front of me that it's like you know you're gonna wind up being snappy at some point, and then you just got. Fuck, i'm so sorry you know she's she's PMSing right now she's mm-hmm. that that period is coming it's brewing and um i love you baby <laughs> but um there's been times like i'll give her a compliment it's like what do you mean by that i'm like I, I i think you look really nice today and it's like oh i'm so sorry man i'm
1: going through a lot right now <laughs> i'm
0: like whatever you want just i'll do anything just oh my god <laughs>
1: so um i'm sorry was that loud
0: no no i didn't hear anything
1: okay i just wanted to i feel like i'm advertising for road yeah right? <laughs> road. <laughs> you know so it's it's
0: just like a it's it's hard to to manage stress and then not not lash out at people around you because yeah. it. You know, it's hard to, part of it, it's like, I don't know, part of it for me, I guess sometimes it's like, you don't understand. And it's like, they do understand and they're going through their own shit too. And you know, everybody's going through their own shit kind of thing. And it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, and I'm learning to like, don't shut down, don't shut down, don't shut down. Just don't go into your, you know what I mean? Like before it was always like, oh, you know, if I'm stressed out, I'm going to go hide in my room for fucking eight hours. And, you know, and it's like, you can't always do that. Mm-hmm. Because you're not always gonna have that opportunity to, especially like with somebody like you where you have kids, you don't have time to to fucking
1: be like, don't talk to me, kids.
0: <laughs> like it's
1: hard. Well, you know, I was I was kind of thinking about that because so like I looking at the things I'm reacting to, right, with my kids, it, it really comes from like expectation. Like I'm also being snappy with Paola, yeah. right? And it's again, expectations. It's like the 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 buffer for expectations. And compassion for not meeting those expectations really slims down, you know, so. But the expectations are they're not necessarily changing. Right. So, you know, and when I answered Aman, I said, uh. uh I want to make sure that my kids are, are empowered to, to be able to make decisions and handle their own problems and so on and so forth. So like, I, I reflected on like the things I was snapping on yesterday. I was like, that's what my internal goal, desire is for them. So when they lack that for any degree, I'm just like, what the hell, you know? So, um, and then, and then that, like that concept going going further into it, like the fear that that stems that that creates that anxiety is like the expectations you we wanna we wanna reach these things, we want these expectations to be met, right We want our lives to be going the way that we desire them to be, and anything that offers any insight that it's not going that way. That you're not meeting those expectations, it's actually in almost a, a challenge to your own ego, a challenge to your to your own reality in which you want to fight desperately from from this desire of of control and and and, and how you want things to be and and what you think your your life means and all of that stuff. So it like stems all this stuff up. That's like, what's this overreaction for? It's like that's where it comes from. You know, these like deeper, like higher level visions, right? That you haven't really uh, filtered through to identify, you know? Was that a a very Rancis? No, no, I actually understood that. Yeah, bro, you are, you are understanding me. I feel seen (laughs) by you, man. (laughs) and i'm i'm starting to doubt that i'm getting better at it i'm like no he's just getting better at understanding.
0: yeah i think that i think it's just being around you enough and hearing you talk i'm like oh no i, I see where he's getting at. <laughs> um, no no i i think that that's that's totally true where it's you know we have these expectations of of our loved ones and um it's you know it's not always going to go the way that we expect it to go and it's it's up to us on how we react to when things don't go the way that we expect them to. And it and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to to be aware in that moment because sometimes it's just like react. You know, it's sometimes we're just reacting, especially I feel like when like when we're kind of tired and you're like, you know, everything's just like, oh my God, I'm just drained. It's mm-hmm. like the only thing that you can do is, is react. You don't have time, you know, your body's not willing to sit there and be like, okay, well, let's think about the, you know, the eight different reasons why this could be, you know, why this is happening. It's like assess those things until later. It's always like hindsight is twenty twenty, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's just a matter of like, I was having the conversation with Ash where it's like, you know, um, the past few weeks, like my family has, and it's always like little things, but I'm just like, you guys need me to drive over there to take, grandma's dog outside nobody can pick up this 12 pound dog and bring it outside i have to drive from i have to during work i have to like, be like hey guys i'll be back in like 30 minutes go walk the dog
1: mm-hmm.
0: like this is you i'm needed for this you know yesterday um I went to go take care of the dog because my uncle's is in California and my mom and aunt were sitting and having wine on the balcony and they're like, oh, we didn't even realize you came here. And I was like, yeah, I know. I just woke up from a nap after taking you to the football game in the Bronx and then driving you back and then having you go, oh, can you, can you drop me off at the corner? And then you guys walk down the hill so me and your dad can go get Chinese food because we don't want them to see us there because we're not supposed to be back for like another hour. I was like... And it, it, it's stupid shit that, like, I reacted. I was like, what the, f-? you know, I was walking down the hall, like, what the fuck's her problem? And that's just like, relax. <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> and I'm just ready to fight. <laughs> and and it's just because I'm reacting, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired of, of, and it's not tired of being there for my family because that's just what we do. That's just, you know, that's just the job. That's just how we are. But I'm like, I need, I need to, I I I just need like an hour to myself, right, just an hour with Ash, just to sit there and just fucking lay there and do nothing. Mm-hmm. I have nobody answer. Like I'm so happy now. Like when my phone dies, I'm like
1: not charging this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting because like um, this past week I was sending you like all the like all that travel, all that stuff, yeah. stress. Like I, I, like I said before, I've been having a headache since may like it's just this throbbing headache that mm-hmm. in fact i have like the side of my head swells up when really? my headache is really bad yeah right here it swells up it's literally like almost covers my ears <laughs> the more the more pressure i'm feeling in my head yeah. i noticed that uh one time when i got to colorado I looked in the mirror i was like wait there's something weird about my face i was like wait a minute pushing Go yeah. back in. <laughs> um, but it's really like, like I said, my headache feels like pressure. And then this is like, Oh, there's literally pressure <laughs> Liter- um, <it's>
0: literally showing.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but like that during this week, <clears throat> excuse me, during this week, I was like under a ton of pressure because, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the center. I'm like, I'm in training, but I'm also trying to support. And also there's like, for me, it's very important, like the longer lasting impact. So I'm Mm -hmm. going there to train and I'm going to see these, these, uh, consults that I want to make sure they're taken care of when I leave. Because the thing is like, I'm not, this is not my role. So it's not like I'm going to keep following up, but I want to make sure that whoever's responsible after me is following up with these people because they need Mm -hmm. help. They came to us for help. So like all of this stuff is stuff that I'm like building pressure on. Um, and then also like from from my standpoint of when I see a center and I see so many I see issues happening in the center that I was like, this can be resolved easily. You know, I start taking on that approach as well. So I like would get into all this like thing that by the night from Wednesday to Thursday night. I was in the, in the hotel room bed and I'm laying down and I I sometimes get these uh, heart palpitations. My heart rate races. I like I'm not doing anything. And this started in, like 2020. My heart rate goes up to like 120 from me not doing anything. All right. And it's just like this feeling of like of like anxiety that, that starts to build. and. I've been kind of like when I have that, I kind of breathe or whatever. And for this moment, I I actually welcomed it. I was laying in bed and I just I closed my eyes and I kind of went inside my body and and tried to listen. What is it that, that you're trying to say? <clears throat> and you know the joke about me not crying, right? So no, I didn't cry. Oh, oh damn it. But I felt as if I were crying, just that the tears weren't coming out. Okay. But it was almost like, it was almost like this, this childlike version of me inside was crying and I was able to nurture it. Right. This was like my experience in that meditation of going in. And that was the first night that I've slept super deep and like woke up the next morning, super rested, like, and, and all of that like tension anxiety pressure mm-hmm. like was complete i was went back into the center and completely like calm and started like connecting with with the g m and connecting with all these people and like hey, giving them solutions, whatever, like a hundred percent what I considered me <laughs> you know yeah and and it was like it came from this 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 place of acceptance but also of like this self nurturing, um, kind of care towards myself, you know, where it was like, oh, there's part of me that, that needs to kind of be heard, you know, and I gave that for myself and it just released everything. Like even my, like my headache the next day was like, down. it went down completely And then the level of, I've been saying I've had a headache since May. And when I say that, it's like my standing line is a number five, like one through ten. Ten being the most painful. Five is like my steady, right? When it starts going to seven, eight, nine, that's when I'm just like, I can't stand it. Like I need to take something. Mm -hmm. But the following day, like it dropped down to like a three. I was like, wait, do I even have a headache? And I was like, I do, but it's like just barely there. Yeah. so it was like this kind of like oh snap <laughs> you know kind of experience that just like completely shifted me so then um you know coming back home and and, and all the the pressures of that because it's like okay i get back home pile was like all right so we already had inspection done contractor saying this they're calculating the number we basically have to redo the entire house it's like a completely thing because there's like asbestos and all this stuff and like break down walls everywhere everything so i was like okay okay um the be kids calm, were all, be calm be calm <laughs> the kids were off this whole week and i wasn't here this whole week so while i was with them and trying to manage work and trying to manage this house thing so she was like really needing me for support when i got back so she had a lot to to you know talk yeah. about and kind of decompress so it was like came back home to a lot and it was like Okay. now in reflection, I look back to to what Amon witnessed and it was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. All of that kind of folded over on itself and, and came thing. And like if he wouldn't have brought that up to me, like I was I was pretty chill. You know, I wasn't like over the top. But then when I when he said like, you know, snappy, I was like, oh, I can see that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can see where that's coming from. And I think it comes from that understanding of like, what is it that I'm trying to achieve with my kids? It's like, oh, yeah. I want my goal for my kids is for them to be, you know, independent thinkers, right? To be problem solvers, to be creative. And whenever I see them failing at those things, that strikes deep. Like, I'm failing. I'm failing as a father you know and like that interpretation sounds dramatic but it's what happens like deep inside you that you don't really yeah. like make sense out of until you like give it the space hey guys if you're enjoying this podcast please subscribe like below comment let us know your thoughts and continue to enjoy no that that makes that makes a lot of sense um
0: especially since since you and Paulo hold like those like core values like very you know it's very prominent in, in how you guys raise the kids, and um, I could definitely see how that can that can get to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, especially with kids, because sometimes you're just like, "This is this is the question you're asking me. This is this is the, the, you had to stop what I was doing so you can ask me this." Yeah, you don't want to think about it for like five seconds,
1: and then come back to me with an answer. No, cool. So Logan got that gecko. Right, He got it last weekend So this was the first weekend he was going to feed it And then When he's going to feed it He's freaking out He's like no I'm afraid of it I don't want to hold it I'm like are you kidding me (laughs) This is the kid that (laughs) (laughs) Yeah (laughs) And and he goes and buys crickets So he has crickets in a bag Hopping all over the place And I'm terrified that this kid's going to freak out And open up this bag (laughs) And now you have crickets all over the house Great (laughs) So like, you know, there, there were stressors there, <laughs> but I expect more of my child. Right. And then he starts to tell me that, that, yeah, I catch crickets in the wild. Like at school, they go, they have this Creek where they hang out and, and he grabs fish out the Creek. He grabs crickets, frogs. Uh, they found a, sn- a snapping turtle in there, like all this stuff. And he's n- number n- number one. And now your own pet that you've been researching for months that's like
0: Yeah,
1: I can see.
0: I can see how that. I can see how that might make you a little snappy. Uh, it's funny. Like so much has happened this week. Like I forgot that my uncle passed away on my mom's birthday on the twenty second. Um, he was sick for a while. It's uh, he's the he's my cousin's, my little cousin who I who I'm always hanging out with now. Uh, Nico, his grandfather passed away on my mom's birthday. He was sick for a while. He was, he was up during age and stuff. Um, so Monday I I took off to hang out with my little cousin. I took him out and and he is so much like me, and we deal with trauma the same way by making jokes. And then he was like, "So, I, long story short." He um I was like hey I was like I'm going to give you a list of choices that we can do today. And I was like we're going to go to lunch and I was like we're going to we're going to have a good time and he was like dead grandpa privilege and I was like excuse me he was like, yeah. He goes, I don't got to go to school today. He goes, so all of a sudden, you're free. He's like, "He's like, we're going out to eat, and I'm going to go play video games today. He goes, dead grandpa privilege isn't too bad. And I'm like, that's not what I heard yesterday. I heard you were fucking bawling your eyes out because your grandpa died. He goes, yeah, that was yesterday. This is today. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. So, he was like, I was like, you hungry? He was like, kind of. He was like, I was like, what do you want? He was like, chicken fingers. I was like, you don't want chicken fingers. I was like, come on. I was like, your grandpa passed. I was like, my uncle passed. I was like, we're going to celebrate his life with chicken fingers. I was like, don't you like steak? He goes, I love steak. I was like, all right, we're going to a steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so I took him to a steakhouse before we went to go play video games. And, um, it it was one of those things like it, it reminded me of like when my grandpa passed away and I was mm-hmm. a little bit younger than him. I think I was like in fourth grade and uh, it just hit differently. It just hit differently. And just to see uh, him and I just kept asking him questions. I was like, you know, like, what was your favorite memory of your grandfather? Like all this stuff, you know, uh-huh. and he would tell me all these like little stories and stuff like that. And I was just trying to get him to realize that, you know death, death sucks. Death isn't, you know, it, it happens to everybody. There's no way of getting around it. We're all going to die. Everything that we love is eventually going to fade away at one point or another. Um, but we don't have to always look at it as a terrible thing, you know? Um, and it, it, it was just like, it was, it was, it was really heavy to to think about the fact that like, you know, he, he got to spend a lot of time with his grandfather. His grandfather lived with them in the basement and stuff like that.
1: Um, there, I was doing so well, I was doing so well, but that was amazing. I just want to highlight this: your awareness has shifted to in the moment, in the middle of the phrase. Your awareness is there now. Just, just. Give it a little more time, and your awareness is gonna be before it. Then, and that's gonna be where you're gonna add uh, corrections.
0: <laughs> you know, it's just one, and out and and it was also, you know, my uncle Gura was also pretty much he's like my dad's brother-in-law, but he, there was such an age difference that like he helped like raise my dad. Like my dad looked at him like that was his other dad. Um, and and I had to break the news. To my dad that, that Uncle Gerd passed away. And, like, that was, like, oof. I didn't enjoy that. Because um, when I called, I was, like, oh, have you talked to Belkis today, my cousin? He was, like, no. And he was really happy. I was, like, uh, bye. I don't have good news right now. I was, like, you know, Uncle Gerd passed away. And I could hear, like, I could hear him deflate mm. kind of thing. And, it like, it sucked. It sucked. I think that's where like a lot of my stress came from this past week was just like, fuck, like, you know, my uncle passed away. I know this is affecting my family and everybody's trying to do their best to, to, to be strong and, you know, be accepting of, of it because, you know, death is inevitable. And, and my uncle was sick for a long time, but like, fuck, fuck, it's hard, you know, and everybody's putting on a good face and I mean, you don't know whether or not like how to how to assess it sometimes where it's like, do you just keep joking? Do we just keep joking? Do we just keep acting like, you know, not that nothing happened, but like kind of like make light of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or is it like just cry, just let it out, you know, because my mom's always just like, just let it out. Just show your feelings kind of thing. Show your feelings. Let it out. Period. And I'm trying to figure out how to balance the two and how to deal with with people who grieve in their own ways and and it's hard it's hard because everybody does it in such a different way and and we all have our own lives too and it's like what what do you do? you know mm-hmm. like what how do you how do you navigate it how do you how do you go you know? if you need something and the only thing you can do is just, if you need somebody to talk to, if you need anything, I'm here for you and just always extend that olive branch. But like, we're all so raised to, to just fucking just suppress it and just keep it moving because that's all we can do is just go forward. And I'm noticing that it's just coming out in different ways. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm trying really hard to, to, not um to not you know let it consume me not let it get to me as much as you know there's times that it does um because it's just one of those things like you know he was he's not in pain anymore but it's also like you know somebody's just lost their dad somebody just lost their their ex-husband somebody lost their grandpa you know i lost my uncle and like we were i was super close with him but like all these other people were so much closer and it's like how do you, what do you do aside from just offer yourself to them and, and just try to be there, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's I one think- of those things, like, as I get older, it's, it's like trying to navigate that because like one day my parents are going to die, you know, one day all the people I love are going to die. It's like, how do you do with it? Mm-hmm. You know, and it gets, and it, and I do worry about like my parents dying a lot. I mm-hmm. think it's, it, this reignited it. And it's just, like, I don't know if I'm going to be as strong as, like, everybody else is being strong right now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's like, it's a fucking huge fear of mine. And I don't, and I don't know, you know, like, how I'm going to react to it. And it's it's inevitable. It's going to happen. it's, like, don't think about it too much because, you know, you're fine right now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's just one of those things like i hope that whenever that time comes that i have the strength that my family has right now because like they're really good at either they're really good at hiding it or they're really fucking strong and i and i hope it's the latter and i hope you know and i know it's both but it's just one of those that like it's wild it i i i give my cousin so much credit for how strong she's being you know it's 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 scaring me. Yeah, and I know that's all over the place. I'm all over the place in my feelings and my conversation today. I'm sorry. I'm just that's just
1: how no, I am. That, that, I mean that, you're highlighting the 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 core aspect of it, right? We were just talking about kind of expectations. Yeah, and when it comes to death, death shits on all of our expectations. Right? It doesn't care. Uh huh. And that. You know, with, with so many other problems that we face, and, and this is like the hardest part, so many other problems that we face, we can, you know, think ourselves into a, a place of a solution, like we can come up with a solution. With death? No. 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 You know, so we, we try to grab on to something that feels like resolution, something that feels like, okay, you know, well, well you know, he left, he lived a good life. You know, yeah. that, that, that feels like a resolution to this issue. But mm-hmm. the reality is, it is a loss of perpetual expectations. And what I mean by that is, the closer you are with someone, you live a life where your lives are, are, are interwoven, right? So you, for example, in terms of your uncle, whether you saw him on a weekly basis, right? That cadence of seeing him in these places, in these moments, right? That is the interwoven thing. Connect that also with the conversations that are being had about him when he's not there, right? Those are also interwoven. And all of that just gets snipped when death happens. Yeah. And we don't have a solution for that. We don't have a resolution for that. And it lets us realize, like you said, like with your parents, it lets us realize how how little control we actually do have. Mm -hmm. And that's the most terrifying thing because... Our own lives we don't have control over our own hey listen I I, I do this I, I see this person this day and so on and so forth now my whole life structure has been discontinued I have to readjust it and it wasn't it was completely out of my control is the most disempowering thing that you can feel so all of that all of that is what I call grief you know you're yeah. you're, you're, you're trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense yeah and, and like, you know, you talk about being strong and, and that stuff. It's like, again, we're trying to find a resolution for something that doesn't have a solution. So it it allows us to really confront that.
0: Yeah, I think it's also kind of like going back to like when I was like, oh, like my mom's said a pain in my ass this week. I think I think a lot of it has to do with like my fear of like losing them. So it's like I kind of like lashing out at her a little bit. Mm-hmm. where it's unintentional because like she's asking me how I'm doing and like what am I having for dinner and stuff like that I'm like leave me alone woman mm-hmm. um, and, it, and I think it's just like that fear where it's just like you know I complain about it now but when she's gone I'm going to miss that so much mm-hmm. you know and um, I think you know looking back on it now like talking to you it's more like I should be thankful you know that has somebody who's willing to be annoying <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, who's going to annoy me, um, by loving me and asking mm-hmm. how I'm doing and stuff like that, because I'm the first one. To like, I don't want to talk about my feelings, you know, but I always do have somebody asking me how I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm thankful for that. And I don't, you know, not everybody has that. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just, uh,
1: it's scary. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to put it, you know. <laughs> And then going back to, to, you know, what I mentioned, right? Like that, the whole meditation thing that I did, like, I think you think of that for yourself, right? Like you're verbalizing, you're kind of making sense of it now. Like, but think about that same compassion towards yourself, right? Connect that with the strength that you're talking about. It's like, you know what? I'm going to take a moment for myself and really listen to that voice, that that voice that is saying, because that lash out, that reaction, all those things it's like there's a voice that you don't quite understand, and you're mm-hmm. just reacting from it, right yeah, but when you take your time and you listen to it and you hear oh shit i'm I'm really really scared right now I'm really nervous right now, I'm really sad right now like that's when you can you can kind of really experience that compassion with yourself that that and it's not by uh, I'm gonna solve it it's by simply it's by simply going into the space of i'm going to allow it i'm going to accept it i'm going to be here for it right the same way that you're saying that that's the only thing that you can do for for anyone going through that um you said something
0: before that really that that really spoke to me when you said that when you when you have those ex- you feel like that anxiety that this time, like you, you kind of just like sink into it and you just like listen to like that inner child of you. And I think that with when it comes to death, I think it, I automatically go to like the first time I ever experienced death when I was a kid, which was when my grandpa passed away and how much like that truly affected me. And, um, I think that's, it's, it's, I have to learn how to, to calm that kid down. Um, and I'm, tonight. I'm really gonna try. If it if I do feel that, they're gonna try to, to lead into that, and see how that goes. Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of thing. I, love-
0: I just said it again. But. <laughs> yeah, but.
1: but I would love to know to to hear you know how how that goes because it, it yeah. Also, you know, we were talking about like resolution, right? Trying to or solve the problem and finding a solution. And, and the key factor there is like, it's, it's not a solution. It's not like, oh, I fixed it. It's more so, oh, I felt it, yeah. you know? And that's the key factor is like allowing that, that feeling because it's like, if we I like the, the analogy of that child, that inner child type of thing, because when we think about children, the most valuable thing that we can give a child is attention, is our attention. It's not about, you know, like you've said this in the past, like kids aren't going to care that you took a job that makes more money or whatever. They're just going to, were you there? Or are you there? Are you my father? You know, it's all about the attention. So when we apply that to ourselves, when we give ourselves that attention, that, that attention and space to feel those, those unresolvable feelings, feelings of lack of control and desperation and and the crumbling of everything that we see should be the way it should be. We give ourselves that space. We allow ourselves to to truly be human and and I think that brings us back to the reality that is life.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I could not have said that better myself. Yeah, it's life is a tricky bitch. Mm-hmm. So complicated it's <laughs> so I know like we always make the joke that like everything's make believe and partially it is mm-hmm. um fucking man that make believe part sometimes is just very fucking hard and tricky,
1: but I think like the whole thing with um you know the make believe thing that that we talk about often and and the complexity that is life it's really because of emotion, right? The, the the complexity in life comes from an emotional state because we are nothing but emotional beings. And I, I going back to that point of like accepting that, accepting the the unpredictability of that is what I think we can learn in this life, in our lives. That is not logic.
0: I, said, I think that it's the uh, it's it's the uh, the freakiest part of life. It's like uh, there's no under, there's no real understanding of it. You know, anybody who says that they understand life, I I'm like you're full of shit. You might have a grasp, you might have a an inkling, you know, but it's like oh I understand everything. It's like you liar because <laughs> <laughs> some things are just unexplainable and it's it's just.
1: Well, I mean, someone that that claims they understand anything like. Just share a quick story about um someone I was I was in the vicinity of, and I was just listening to this like interaction happening, and 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 everyone else in the group was bringing up like, oh, did you hear about like, uh, uh, for example, um, in uh, the Mario uh, video games, like it's that says it's me Mario that. There's this whole thing going around that is like he's not saying it's me Mario with an accent. He's saying it's me Mario, which it's is Japanese Mario. for Super Mario. Um, and this individual, this particular individual, was like, "No, it's all fake news. That's all cancel culture." And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and and like as a, as a few things that came up in in the conversation, that was one of them. There was a few other things, and he just kept like having these similar reactions to it and it's like, oh, I see like that whole expectation. Like when you're so much into like, things need to be this perfect way. These of my expectation, this is what I expect the reality that you no longer even have curiosity because you're afraid to go into the unknown. Then everything is terrifying. Every yeah. Every new piece of information, everything that goes against something that you believed for a moment, is terrifying is a direct attack to your core self and you have to defend that and you have to come up with something like that Where like no, no no you're crazy you're you're you know so that's like to me that's a person that needs to have control that's a person that needs to to say yeah yeah i understand everything already because it's terrifying to imagine for a moment that you don't that's interesting
0: it's fine that you say that because i i listened to i forgot what i was listening to but they were talking about you know like how like there's like those conspiracy theorists who are like oh you know sandy hook didn't happen like all these like tragedies didn't happen that it's like stage actors and stuff like that and some people and somebody was like you ever think that like maybe it's not the fact that they don't believe in it but like how you said like they 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 can't accept that kind of reality that there's something like so tragic could happen so that they, they create this like weird false narrative that like, no, it's bullshit. It didn't, it didn't really happen kind of thing mm-hmm. because like they, they can't, it, they can't fathom that, that kind of change.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of thing. And I, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that, that thought process. So like, I think that that's a very likely possibility. And and it reminds me of when I was a kid. I had this like internal challenge within myself, where you know i, I I'm the youngest of all my siblings, so I kind of almost led a, a you know single like uh, yeah. only child kind of existence. You had a double or, life, yeah, yeah. Where like everyone would protect me and everything, and it was like. I I understood that I couldn't understand how something could be dangerous. Like I had this awareness, I remember at a specific age where I'll be frustrated with myself because I always had this thought of like, no, that's not dangerous. They wouldn't make it if it was dangerous. Like, so like even walking down the street is like, oh, there's a sharp glass there that you can cut yourself. like, no, you wouldn't be able to cut yourself someone would do something about it like I had this 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 self-realization that I lived in such a protective bubble but I knew it wasn't real like logically I knew it wasn't real but my experience kind of combated that and and I, I would be so frustrated myself for having these thoughts of like like no no it can't be it can't be that bad especially when I grew up in an environment where you know I grew up in Washington Heights and like I was taking a nap and I heard gunshots and found out the next day that the super of my building died, you know, and we all knew which taxi he took to try to get to the hospital because the ambulance wouldn't get there. And we would point down, there's a taxi passing by that, that he bled out to death in, you know, like we knew this reality yet. I had this internal kind of thing that it was like, I couldn't look past was like, no, 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 that was all supposed to happen. Right. So, when you bring up like the whole that conspiracy theory idea is like having this like no 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 i can't let go of this because then what does it mean about life everything is 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 fucked up you know that's that's it's not necessarily the the only possibility but it's what you're left with expecting if this safety world that i live in is not and that's terrifying and it can lead you to just more reality to stay safe. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Santa's is not
0: real aspect of it. You're like fuck what you telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's super interesting. Um cuz it's kind of like like you're stuck in like a dream world almost like like everything is just like no. No, that's not how it
1: is. Mm-hmm. But in reality it's like no, no, no. That's how it is.
0: It's like, you
1: know, you know that that everything's behind the curtain, but you're terrified of looking behind the curtain of seeing how things happen. I I rather believe in the magic that I see, Yeah, you know, Um, if I don't look at my checking account, I'm not broke. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is about that, like I just thought about what I said, I rather not look behind a curtain. It's not even a conscious thing. Is it this like subconscious driver, you know, and, and going back to like that whole meditation that connection within yourself is like, is where you give yourself the room the space to, to go into that programming and question it, you know, because it's it's so automatic, it's so instilled, like I like as a child, I had that kind of awareness, but I still couldn't release myself from it, you know, for a long time. And only by going deep within yourself is like how you're able to really address that programming, you know, that code that that you operate under. Crazy! Yeah.
0: Look, <laughs> at Look at us. Look, I'm. Tr- I feel like I'm turning more into you. Like I feel like I'm. More, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and are you high? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Sober as a fucking judge. I of I took a I drank a Prime. I guess that that's if having some caffeine in me is considered high right now, but like no. This is <laughs> All right, guys. That was a uh, another episode of Mindset You. Uh I feel like I'm getting more and more emotional in these things. And I think that's a good thing. I I think I think um it's nice to, to see this side of me and to to use this as my therapy. Um, we talked about, we covered a lot. I feel like we covered a broad spectrum. It's hard to be like, oh, it, it was just about one topic today. Um, but I mean, it all comes down to how we deal with stress and all the things that fucking stress us out this past week <laughs> <laughs> um, and how we're dealing with it and uh, the trials and tribulations. And and guys, talk talk to your friends, talk to your loved ones it helps this helps me honestly and truly it does it does like i always joke around that you know um gearing up I'm like oh, i gotta do a podcast and then finally when i do the podcast i'm like i feel like a weight was lifted off of me <laughs> <laughs> so you know talk to your friends talk to your loved ones talk to a therapist talk to anybody about your problems
1: if i can also say jay like if talking to someone like you don't have someone to talk to Journaling is also a powerful, powerful tool. Yeah. So, with that said, don't forget to listen to us on
0: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, soon to be YouTube TV, YouTube Music, sorry, YouTube Music, and uh, VitaProject.com, where you can find a whole bunch of useful tips and tools to navigate life. And with that said,
1: thank you guys. Peace. Peace.